When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code SPOTIFY to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code SPOTIFY at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code SPOTIFY. Welcome back to the Final Four is not on the schedule. He is Rod, I am Cameron, and we are back with the Big Ten a preseason breakdown. Uh, and we are down to the number one team, Rod, Wisconsin. Uh, and it's on paper, it's easy to see why. Um, but you look at how Wisconsin finished. Um, they got 21 and 10, 14 in the six and six in the league. Um, they finished 22nd in Ken Palm, 23 in the net. Uh, and you know, wound up getting a share of the Big Ten title. Um, and really started off. Uh, and struggled uh, early in the season, uh, but wound up finishing pretty good, and they're bringing just about everybody back. Yeah, it's you know it's a rarity to see a team bring this much back in the modern era, and not just from year to year, but to be bringing back this many guys who have played so much basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they got a lot of guys who didn't just start playing a lot of minutes as a junior. You know, some of these guys have been doing it for three years now. Yeah. And so that's that to me, above and beyond anything else, is why I've got them picked to win it. I think you look at most media takes around the country, and it seems to me Iowa and Illinois are the teams that are getting the nod. Mm-hmm. You see Wisconsin and Michigan State still ranked highly. And I think pretty much unanimously there's the expectation that it should be a very competitive race at the top. But Wisconsin's not getting the nod in very many corners. And frankly, I just think it's because they don't have the star power. They don't have Garza. They don't have DeSunmu. They're not Michigan State in terms of their national profile. Uh, but man, when you, when you think about it and you think about what helps you win games at the college level in this era, I think that there's a lot of reason to believe in them. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about their year. And this was another year, another team that had kind of a wild ride, you know, and, and it was big, big for Greg Gard to have it. Because you got to remember, Bo Ryan, for about a decade and a half, Wisconsin never finished lower than fourth. They made the NCAA every year that Bo Ryan was there. Toward the end of his career, he even got the monkey off his back that had been there for most of it which was, well, you can win in the regular season, but you can't do shit in the tournament. Mm. He had back-to-back Final Four appearances, and, and the second year got to the national title game. You know, So that was really an impossible task to replace him, right? But Guard got the job as his top assistant. Uh-huh. Ryan kind of maneuvered to get him the job where he probably otherwise would not have. But I think in January last year, Maybe even what what date was it? I think I have the date down here. Yeah, January twenty seventh. Yeah, Wisconsin was five and five in the league, and because they hadn't had a great non conference, you couldn't say definitively that they were assured of anything in terms of a tournament bid, which 
if it, if they didn't get it, would have meant two of the last three years that they didn't make the field. That's a problem mm-hmm. because Wisconsin now has this, you know, even going back to Dick Bennett before Bo Ryan, they basically have had 20 years of historic success in that program. They were always right down there above Northwestern and nobody else in, when I was growing up and into the late 90s. That's who Wisconsin was. They were a bad program. Well, that has changed. And I think that fan base now expects that you are at a minimum competitive. The other thing that happened besides the record was they lost a kid, Kobe King, who was an in-state guy, was their leading scorer when he decided to quit the team and transfer. And the perception that I gathered was the reason he left is one that's been a very familiar issue and one that I think a lot of Wisconsin people were getting frustrated with that in-state kids were not coming to their school despite the wins because of style of play, particularly guys like Kobe Kane, who was an anomaly Mm -hmm. for Wisconsin because he was pretty athletic. He was a guy who wasn't just dependent upon being a fundamentally sound player and physical. You know, he could run, he could jump, he could do a lot of things that their wings haven't always had in their physical repertoire. And there started to be word that that was the reason he was leaving. And then that combines with the fact that Wisconsin has really struggled to get some of the elite in-state talent. You know, not much previous to that, they lost Tyler Harrow, who was an in-state kid who had committed to them and then decommitted, ended up at Kentucky, had a big freshman year, and just completed a really good rookie season with the Miami Heat. Mm -hmm. Tyler Harrow despite being white and from Wisconsin, was not a typical Wisconsin player by any stretch, as you know if you've watched him, right? Mm-hmm. There have been other guys. You know, They didn't get either of the Hauser twins, either the first time or when they transferred. Um, so they, were, they whiffed twice on those guys. Um, and there have been lots of other examples of this where kids who were more athletic, maybe more offensively oriented, ended up at Marquette or they just went out of state. Mm. So that it's one thing. Bo Ryan used to get that criticism too, but Bo Ryan could always point to scoreboard, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I went. And so nobody in their right mind would have ever said, well, Bo's got to go. But with Greg Gard, he was far from a disaster there. But again, he missed the tournament. He, after his first season, really never had a team that was firmly – at the top of the Big Ten, and then you start adding in the same kind of recruiting issues or the perception that maybe they're even becoming more exacerbated, and now a guy leaves the program, which didn't happen under Bo, there started to be real questions. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing, Kobe King transfers, their leading scorer is gone, they're 5-5 and in the league, they then go 9-1 and the rest of the way, and they win a share of the conference championship. Um, I think it solidified some things. Now, I don't think Greg Gard's totally out of the woods because part of the reason we're so bullish on them also sets them up probably for a rebuilding season next year. Yeah. Um, and that's when recruiting's going to come back into the mix and all that. But, man, I, I think he really needed that season, and he got it. And it's bought him some more time, in my opinion. And if he comes through with the kind of year I think they're set to have this time around, so much the better. Now, I guess the other 
thing we should mention is with the NCAA saying that this is essentially a free year, could all or most of these guys come back for another go around? Maybe so. I guess we'll see. Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't think so. I think you're going to find that most guys who have exhausted their normal eligibility will probably be looking to move on, but you can't rule it out. I, I'm I'm talking, though, just in terms of, of this year, of course, how they set up, and I think they set up very well. You mentioned the record, 21-10, and 14-6, and 6, 22 in Ken Palm, 23 in Net. So they were on track for, you know, probably a five-ish seed, I think. Mm-hmm. Big Ten tournament might have been big for them. You know, maybe with a really, you know, winning it, maybe sneak up into the conversation for a four, but more like a five or a six. Um, offensively, they were okay. They're 40th. Not great, but decent. Defensively, 17. Really good. And I think with the experience that's coming back, it was impossible for me to pick against them. If I, if I've got four teams that I think are pretty close, which I do, what's going to be a deciding factor? Well, for me, one big thing is how much you're bringing back, how much experience do you have to rely on? And they've got boatloads of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd mentioned, uh, Kobe King earlier. Um, the only other player they lose, uh, Brevin Pritzel, six, three guard. Um, eight points a game, 39, 37, and 85 from the floor. Yeah, and you know, and he's a guy who contributed. I mean, he was a sound shooter, good defender, you know, kind of a typical Wisconsin wing. Uh, never spectacular, but he, he did what he was supposed to do most of the time. They've got decent candidates to replace him, and even some guys who maybe have a little more octane in the tank, but you can't underestimate losing a guy who's reliable and experienced. So I don't think it's automatic they're better at that spot, but I also think they bring back so much and they add a couple guys that it may not be particularly impactful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so guys that they're returning, um, Nate Roivers, um, 13.1 points a game, four and a half boards, 45 from the floor, 34 from three and 79 from the line. Yeah, he's, you know... <laughs> Very typical Wisconsin player. The only thing that makes him atypical is he didn't end up redshirting. I think that was their intent, and they've done that often with big kids. You know, Ethan Happ took a red shirt. Brian Butch, the only McDonald's All-American I can think of who took a red shirt year. <laughs> I mean, this was, and it paid off. I mean, he was great as an upperclassman, you know. They've made a habit of that. And it's kind of just the approach there. And I think that was their intent with Roivers. But at the time, they were having problems filling the big man role alongside or backing up Ethan Hatt. Mm-hmm. And they just felt like they had to take away the red shirt and play him. It has worked out because he's ended up developing pretty much along the path that has been typical for Wisconsin bigs in this era. He's a versatile player. You know, 34% from three is fine. It's solid. I think he's good enough that he could go up another level. Mm. Um, pretty good, uh, inside too. He's clever. You know, he could get a little stronger, but he's strong enough. I just, I, I think he's, he's the epitome of what that program has had at that position. And I expect a very big year. Mm. Uh, so then they also bring back at the point guard, Demetric Trice, 6'1. Uh, senior, 
9.8 points a game, 4.2 assists, um, 38 from the floor, 38 from three, and 75 from the line. I think the biggest question with Demetric is similar to the questions that were around his brother at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. How healthy can he be? Because he's, he's been really productive, but he's had bouts with injury trouble. And if he can stay healthy, Wisconsin's good to go. I mean, he is rock solid. He's a good decision maker. He doesn't turn the ball over much. He can make plays for other people. He can knock down open shots. Um, so he's what you want. And he's a fifth-year guy. Mm-hmm. Not even a four-year guy. He's a fifth-year guy. So tons and tons and tons of basketball experience under his belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Micah Potter, 6'10", senior, um, who had transferred in from Ohio State, I believe, right? Yep, um, that's 10.1 right. points a game, 6.2 rebounds, um, along with a block. Yeah, and he was a guy they had high hopes for and I thought showed flashes at Ohio State, mm-hmm. but I don't think anybody expected him to be the shooter that he was. He shot 53, 45, 86. He showed flashes as a shooter at Ohio State, but nothing like that. He did it over half a season, so you can't say it's nothing. Mm-hmm. But I just, in my gut, I'm a little skeptical of the idea that that's quite who he is. <laughs> I think he's a good shooter, mm-hmm. and I think he'll be a weapon. And, and he's not just a jump shooter either. He's a guy who's big and strong enough. He can do damage inside, too. Mm-hmm. He's good defensively. He's he's a very good rebounder, tops on their team. So he does other things, too. But if he shoots that way again from three, he could be the best player on their team, and he might even be a first-team all-league guy. I mean that because I think his I think if he shot that well again, you're going to see his production go up. They'll they'll use him more, mm-hmm. um, and so he'll score more than ten points a game. Um, I'm a little doubtful, a little skeptical about him being that level of shooter. But look, if you told him he was thirty, if he dropped eight points and was thirty seven percent from three, he's still a weapon. So it doesn't mean that he falls off the map and I'm claiming, well, he's going to come way back to earth. No, it's just that I don't think he's an elite shooter at at that level, Mm -hmm. but a good one. Yeah. I'll buy off on that completely. And and he and Roybers are just a great combination for them at the four and the five, you know, they can, they're interchangeable in terms of their skill sets, you know, do a lot of things. I think a, a little vulnerable, maybe, to more athletic guys at the four, you know, if you can run somebody out there who can stretch defenses and maybe also go off the dribble, that kind of thing. Like, you know, I don't think Wisconsin would want to see Michigan State deciding to play Aaron Henry some minutes at the four. I think that would pose a problem. But mm-hmm. by and large, they'll be fine that way too. Uh, and then Brad Davison, six foot three senior, nine point nine points a game, forty from the floor, thirty six from three, and eighty four from the line which has been basically his stat line his whole career <laughs> pretty yeah. close and, and that's and that's both good and bad it's good because those are good solid numbers and he's played a ton mm-hmm. of basketball just a ton i mean it seems like he's one of those guys and we we have these often in college basketball where you look up you're like that guy's still there yeah you know cuz he played a ton as a freshman right and he's just continued to play um, he's a complicated guy, you know, 
He plays really tough. He was a, a football player, a very good one in Minnesota in high school, good enough, I think, to be a D1 guy. But he opted to play basketball. He brings that mentality. He plays really hard. He's a physical player for a guard, all things you like. The downside is he's also had a reputation as a cheap shot artist. Mm -hmm. And he was also a guy who did so much flopping that it actually started to backfire. And at certain point, a certain point in his career, not last year, but maybe the year prior, he started to not get calls that would have been legitimate Mm -hmm. because he had done it so much and earned such a bad reputation that officials were extra aware of it and were maybe not wanting to be shown up and just calling him for blocks, even when it wasn't merited. So giving him warnings for flopping last year. Right. Yeah. So his reputation is, you know, it's, it's all, it's good and bad. And that, that holds true for his production. Those numbers are good, but I know I thought when I saw him as a freshman, my thinking, I remember talking about this was, this guy's going to be an absolute nightmare when he's a senior. Mm-hmm. Because that's typically what we've seen at Wisconsin. Yeah. Guys get better, they develop over time, and I just figured, he, you know, if you tell me he's going to be a JV Scott Skiles by the time he's a senior, I wouldn't have batted an eye. Mm. He's not that. I don't think he's going to be that because I think this team is too balanced. I don't think they need him to be, and I don't know that he's got it in him. Mm. He just he hasn't really progressed – He's still good, but he hasn't progressed the way I thought. I thought he was going to be their next, you know, they've had a long line of guys who were, you know, first team all Big Ten or even in some instances all American caliber players. And I thought that's what he was going to be. He's not that, but he's still good. And on this team, he's a a nice piece to that puzzle, no question. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the lean forward, 6'7". Uh, senior, 8.6 points a game, four and a half rebounds, 43 from the floor, 34 from three, and 69 from the line. Yeah, a, a bounce back year. You know, he, he didn't shoot as well as he did as a freshman. He had a really bad fr- uh, sophomore season shooting the ball, and that, that was his deal, his long-range shooter with some size. That was his niche. Mm-hmm. He was really good as a freshman, contributed really bad as a sophomore, didn't contribute as much, and then he rallied a little bit last year, 34%. I think he's potentially better than that. And the fact is he's another one of these guys that we've talked about with Franz Wagner, with Rocket Watts. If you look at the snapshot of his last 10 games, he was a lot better than that. Uh You know, you mentioned 8.6 points, 4.4 boards on the season in the last 10 games, bumped that up to 10 and six Mm -hmm. when they were good. So is that the key? Are they good if he's good? Well, he's a piece of that for sure. So I think his performance down the stretch gives them hope that that's who he can be as a senior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Tyler Wall, 6'7", sophomore, 2.6 points a game, 2.6 rebounds in about 15 and a half minutes. Yeah, you know, uh, so many of these guys, you do, you look at them and you think, another Wisconsin guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is what they do. That's Tyler Wall. You know, I think he can be better than he was. He, he played in all 31 games. He started three times. He didn't shoot the ball very well. He was 43% overall, but only 21% from three, 39% at the line. I think he's better than that. The key with him is development. That's the watchword. Can he get stronger and quicker? The reports are they think he's managed to do some of that. I think he's going to play a big role no matter what, because although guard 
has shown a willingness to play more guys than Bo, Bo Ryan. Typically, it was like seven men at the most mm. in the rotation. I think he might have had years it was really six. Um, and he could do that because of the pace they played at. and you know, He would get away with that. Um, I think guard has shown a willingness to expand his rotation a bit from that, but not excessively. Tyler Wall is a guy who fits into that rotation, though, because he can play a few different positions. He's an effort guy who they think has some more skill to unlock. So I would expect to see him playing, you know, I'd be surprised if he didn't play 18 minutes, 20 minutes, something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Trevor Anderson, 6'3", senior, played in all 31 games. Uh, Not much production, though, just under two points a game, 39, 28, and 79. Um. You know, I think we mentioned they have to replace Pretzel, right? Mm-hmm. So he's the most obvious candidate, although they've got some new guys coming in that I think are capable of pushing. He was a transfer in from Green Bay. Uh, maybe he's not shot the ball the way they'd hoped, but, you know, he's experienced. He's versatile. They can play him on the ball, backing up um, Trice a little bit, along with um, Davison can also play that spot. They can play him off the ball. They'd like him to shoot the ball better, but I think his experience and the fact they know what they're going to get from him probably ensures him some level of minutes. My only question is how much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Joe Hedstrom, seven foot red shirt, uh, shirt sophomore, um, only got into about seven, uh, six games before suffering an injury. Yeah, you know, this is another stereotypical Wisconsin play. And they don't always work out, but they work out often enough that you keep your eye on it. I don't think he's going to play much this year. You know, maybe he does, but I, I kind of doubt it. He was a preferred walk-on, but they think he can play. They think he's gotten stronger since he came there. Um, they think he can shoot from range. Does that sound familiar? He's seven feet tall. Uh, I think realistically the hope is by next season, He's a guy who's so he'd be a redshirt junior, his fourth year in the program, but with extra years of eligibility left. They think by next year maybe he's ready to step forward and earn rotation minutes. They've got some freshmen that I think might be a little bit ahead of him in the pecking order for backup minutes in the post, which will not be plentiful considering they're two starters and then Wall can play there as well. But I think Hedstrom's a guy for the future, not not the present. Mm -hmm. Uh, so for newcomers, uh, they bring in Carter Gilmore, six seven wing. Uh, what do we know about about him? Um, they say he's a versatile offensive player. The thing they like about him is he's a little unusual for them. He's both a shooter and a guy who's capable of creating his own offense, going off the dribble. They don't typically have much of that. Uh, and I've I read recently that they've been pretty impressed with him in practice, but at the same time. I don't think anybody's expecting him to play major minutes. It's just, it's going to be tough to crack this rotation, but a name to keep in mind for the future because next year or whenever this group ends up leaving, either next year or the year after that, <laughs> um, you know, Gilmore's a guy who's probably in line to, to be part of that next wave. Yeah, there'll, there'll be a lot of holes to fill. Um, yeah. So then Lauren Bowman, 6'2 senior from Detroit, um, who played the last yeah, years at Orchard Lake. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, that's just a recent thing in the last couple of days. He's actually uh, not going to play at Wisconsin. He A few weeks ago, he went home due to a family matter but hadn't left the team or left school, 
And just within the last 48 hours or so, he's actually done that. Um, so I don't know what that means for him going forward. They liked him. They thought he was a guy that had potential to be an answer after Trice at the point. I'm not convinced of that. <laughs> I saw him play uh, a decent amount, and I don't know that I believe he's really a point guard by nature. But then again, Wisconsin's system is one where – you know, they don't ask as much in that way as, say, Tom Izzo does. Mm-hmm. It's a different offensive approach. Yeah, and the swing up. Well, swing, swing offense, which they run, they still run some of, not as much as they used to. But, yeah, their motion principles, and it's it's always been more of a, um, a, a team-oriented concept. You know, they don't typically have guys that are at the top of the assist charts. Mm-hmm. They don't. I guess maybe the best way to put it is, they don't rely on ball dominant guards as much as a lot of other programs do. And, and Lauren Bowman to me was that in high school and not necessarily a creator by instinct either. But I guess my point is Wisconsin has shown an ability to get guys to fit into their thing in the past. So might they have turned the trick with him? Who knows? It doesn't look like we're going to get to find out. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I, you know, it hasn't been disclosed what the family issue was, nor should it be. Um, but he's not going to play at Wisconsin. That much seems clear. Okay. Uh, and then Stephen Kroll, uh, 6'9", big from Minnesota. Yeah. You know, there's two guys. We'll talk about them together. Stephen Kroll, you mentioned, mm-hmm. and Ben Carlson. They're both 6'9". They're both from Minnesota. I think they both got a chance to earn some minutes because I think there is a role for one big guy, probably not both. Um with Kroll, he needs to get stronger. That's the issue. He's skilled, and at 6'9", you know, he's got the kind of size that you want. Uh, just needs to get a lot bigger. They uh, Apparently, he showed very well in workouts, so I don't rule out his being the guy. Carlson looks a little better developed physically to me than Kroll, so maybe that's the edge he needs. But I also didn't hear as much about his play over the summer. So maybe Kroll's just been more productive. Mm. Uh, but I think one of them probably carves out minutes. They both fit into the long range view. You know, again, that this could be three years from now, we could be talking about them as the combination the same way we are with Roybers and um, Potter. Mm. You know, it's that kind of setup. But uh, for now, I think probably room for one. Mm. Uh, and then, they bring in two freshman brothers, Johnny Davis and Jordan Davis, both six four uh, wings. Yeah, but but very different short term prognos, near term prognoses. <laughs> Johnny Davis is a guy who could push, and why I hedged on Trevor Anderson. Um, I think Johnny Davis could eat up some of those Brevin Pretzel minutes, and he's a very different player. But he's the kind of guy, and and going back to that Kobe Kane stuff. He's an in-state kid who's extremely athletic, not a typical Wisconsin recruit. When Kobe King pulled out, the Wisconsin fan base really started to worry about losing him. It's funny because neither of the Davises, and Johnny's considered the better player and the more immediate, more likely to play immediately, but neither of them were highly rated recruits. But, boy, there was just a firestorm of attention on these guys while they were being recruited and after they signed. And so there's really obviously a belief that he will outplay his ranking, which given the history of that program, I don't doubt it. It's certainly possible. 
Um, as I say, very athletic. They say he can create his own shot with his athleticism as handled. They don't have a lot of that historically. I think he's going to play. Everything I read suggests from guard that he's going to play some. The only question is how much. Um, again, there are minutes to be had. Uh, right now, Anderson and Wall are the two guys who I think fit in in the rotation and then probably a younger big man, which takes you to eight. Mm-hmm. Davis would make it nine. That's a little bit big for a Wisconsin rotation, but I can see it. And I think, you know, the difference between Davis and Anderson is Davis gives you something else you don't have. That's not the case with Anderson. Mm-hmm. Anderson gives you more of what you already have, but maybe just not as good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and he, well, and I should mention too the other Davis, the oh, twin, yeah, Jordan. Jordan Davis, also six four. He's not as skilled as Johnny. You see more as a forward. Um, he's strong. He's athletic. But I think you look at that roster; it's hard to see a path for him playing this year. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised to see him redshirt. Okay. Uh, so a high level overview of um, Wisconsin. Um, you got them picked to win. They seem like the most experienced team um, in deeper. And they won a champ. And they won a championship. Now yeah. you can, you know, I've had these discussions in in uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, with some people on message boards where they said, "Oh, Wisconsin didn't play anybody down the stretch." I look. The deal is in the Big Ten, you play a 20-game schedule, and whoever wins the most at the end wins. Mm -hmm. They tied for the most wins, and they were really good down the stretch. And I don't care who you were playing in the Big Ten last year. To go 9-1 and over your last 10 games, you're playing very good basketball. So to me, you say returning champion, bringing almost everybody back, that has to add up to something. And to me, it adds up to being the favorite, you know? Yeah. I think they're proven defensively. All that experience is a huge deal. Can they get better offensively? They were a poor team inside the arc. They were only number 219 in two-point shooting uh, last year. They're better than that from the perimeter. They need to continue to be good from the perimeter, but they need to be better inside. I look at their team, and I don't see any good reason why they can't be. You know, Roybers and Potter are guys who can score on the blocks for sure. Um, I think Aleem Ford started to show a little more versatility uh, as his season went on. That might be an area where Johnny Davis can help him if his athleticism translates into scoring inside the arc. Um, I think they're going to be better offensively, too. Uh, is this a team that I think is going to win the national championship? Probably not because I don't know that they've got quite enough horsepower. Mm-hmm. Compare them to Michigan State, you know. Michigan State is a team that I think you can easily see a scenario where Wisconsin, due to their experience, is just more consistent in the Big Ten yeah. and can finish ahead of MSU in the standings. But when it gets to March, or whenever they play the tournament, um you can also see a scenario where all of a sudden having Aaron Henry and Gabe Brown and Rocket Watts means something in those games. I always put it this way. In NCAA tournament games, especially when you get to the second weekend and beyond, I think you need guys who can make 95th percentile plays. Mm. 
And what I mean by that is, and a lot of people put it different ways. That's how I express it. What I mean by that is guys who in a big moment are just physically or skill wise, but usually it shows up physically better than everybody else on the floor. I'll give you some examples. Um, I think about BJ Dawson mm-hmm. in uh, a couple of those games against Virginia in the tournament or that Louisville game to get to the final four. There were moments where a rebound is there to be had and Brandon Dawson just gets up higher and is a little bit stronger than everybody else on the court. Mm-hmm. You know, and he makes that play. I think Michigan state has some of those guys potentially. I think Illinois has some of those guys potentially. I don't know that I believe Wisconsin does. And so that's why I understand people ranking them behind Iowa and especially Illinois nationally, because I think in one way or another, they're getting at that. But that doesn't translate to me to how a Big Ten race is going to go. Because I've seen Wisconsin teams win the Big Ten, like last year, for example, where they didn't have those guys either. And they won it. You can win a Big Ten title if you are consistently good. Mm-hmm. And I think they're good. the odds of them being that are really high. But it, they probably are not the team, You even if they do that, they're probably not the team in March that we're going to be sitting here and saying, well, they've got the best odds to get to the Final Four mm-hmm. in the league. You know? Yeah. I hope that. So that makes sense. Is that clear? Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and especially in a season where you're not going to have fans. You know, the the consistent. Well, and that's a, you know, that's an interesting point because it, two of these four teams we talk, and I've really thought about that. I'm glad you raised that. It's worth considering. Two of the four teams we've talked about at the top, Michigan State and Wisconsin, have long term huge home court advantages. Mm-hmm. Illinois used to have one. And it's probably fair to say with the excitement where it is with this team would have had it the way it used to be when Champaign was just a nightmare to try and win in um, if they had fans this year. Iowa, not so much. That's never been a particularly tough place to win. Um, but with fans gone, that's all out the window. Mm-hmm. So particularly for Wisconsin and Michigan State teams that historically in this era have had big advantages – you know, that's probably not there. So how much does that factor in? I don't know. The other thing I would say is, especially Michigan State in recent years, has been perfectly capable of going on the road and winning a lot. Uh-huh. That's how you typically win Big Ten championships. You win enough on the road, you hold home court. And they've done that um, in this recent era. So, you know, that ability maybe doesn't matter as much either. Because you're not, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, and maybe it actually negates some of the uh, advantages you'd have with experience. Because you think about Possibly. people with, with teams with experience are able to kind of stay calm under pressure and in, in, in hostile environments. But if, if you don't have, you that, know what? That's that's a that's a fair point. That's a fair point. So is the value of that um, diminished? Mm-hmm. I think we've seen in other sports that home field and home court clearly does not mean what it, what it does under normal circumstances. The absence of fans yeah. seems to mean a lot for a variety of reasons. I think emotionally for teams, um, 
officials aren't subject to the kind of human influence that they often are. You know, those are all true. I I still got to believe that knowing how to win, having done it, means something, even in this circumstance. But these are are fair questions. I mean, we'll just have to see. If, If that's true, and it does diminish the value of that, then then Wisconsin is probably not your pick because then you're going to, you're going to assume that teams with a little more firepower, a little more high octane in their lineup, which to me would probably be Illinois and Michigan state in this upper tier group, that those would then be your favorites. Mm -hmm. But I'm not prepared to go there yet, but it's a, it's a very worthy point of consideration. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. Okay. Well, that'll do it for the preseason breakdown, Rod. Um, uh, next episode will most likely be pre- previewing the first game, I would imagine. That's right, and we're close. You know, again, we're we're recording this on the 16th, and um, you know, 10, 11 days from now, it's on. Yeah, we hope. <laughs> we, we hope. We hope. All right. Until next time, the final four is not on the schedule. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.